It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. He's the ultimate killer. She's the perfect weapon. This is episode 97 of B-Movie Breakdown. I'm Corey. And I'm Sam. And Dan was supposed to be with us this week, but he unfortunately cannot make it today. Uh, hopefully we'll, the three of us will combine our powers and form... He'll be here in spirit. The magic triplets or something. Mm-hmm. The wonder triplets. Uh, and uh, he will be here in spirit as he sent us some lovely words about this week's movie... Which is Ninja 3 The Domination. The Domination. I don't know why it was called Ninja 3 The Domination. I kept wanting to call it Revenge of the Ninja 3. I think Dominion would have been more fitting yeah. than Domination, don't you think? Yeah. I kept calling it that, actually, when saying the name of it. That Ninja 3 The Dominion. Because it just made more sense to yeah. me. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, this is the B-Movie Breakdown. We discuss the good, the bad, the what the fucks when it comes to B-Movies. You can reach us on our website, bmbpodcast.com. You can also subscribe and comment on iTunes. It's the best best way to do it. Uh, podcast app, Stitcher, we're on there. Any sort of podcast-related uh, thing, I think we're on. So you can find us... Catch us everywhere. Yeah, you can catch us everywhere and find us on those doohickeys. You can also reach us at our email, bmbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at bmbpodcast, and... Seems to be in the most popular place, our Facebook page. Search B-Movie Breakdown or Facebook.com slash BMB Podcast. So, like I said, Dan sent us some kind words about this week's movie since he cannot join us. Try to do my best to uh, read this how Dan would have said it. I hope I can, you know, get the tone right. If not, you know how it would be if you were if had listened in the past. So, <clears throat> From DRC himself, he said, All units, we have a 451, a ninja on the golf course. Ninja 3, the domination, was my introduction to the canon cinematic universe, and what an introduction it was. Welcome to a world where Asians are magical, V8 juice is a sex symbol, and even the lowest cop is somehow a cigar-chewing pimp. And can we please get some more back hair? This movie was very misleading, right from the title. Ninja 3, The Possession, would have been a more far appropriate ter- uh, title for this movie. I also wasn't expecting the majority of the action to be about an evil ninja slaughtering scores of good guy cops, as the filmmakers certainly portrayed the cops as shady and likely corrupt, th- though through most of the movie, only for you to realize at the end they were never deserving of their fate. Sorry, little Susie, Daddy's getting a closed casket funeral because he died in a helicopter crash. And look out for those aerobics class rape gangs. <laughs> you remember what a problem they were in the 80s, right? No wonder, no wonder everybody switched to DDP yoga. Hmm. I, I, love those, I love that ninjas are not just magical here, but also super superhuman. In addition to all their projectiles never missing their targets, no matter how shitty or half-assed they throw the ninjas, they throw, sorry, Ninjas also have super strength and speed. A ninja that can kick people through tombstones and outrun cars? Now I know where Robert Hamburger got the inspiration for his book, Real Ultimate Power. I don't get that reference. Oh well. 
<laughs> Lost on me, but it's it's really good. It's, yeah. Is there more? Yeah, there's more. Great. This movie also reminded me of another movie I, after I thought about it. Supernatural spree killer is finally seemingly killed by a horde of cops, only to possess someone else's body while continuing to kill and attempting to return to his old body, and only one person can truly kill him because only a ninja can destroy another ninja. Substitute Ninja with Voorhees, and you got Friday the 13th Part 9, Jason Goes to Hell. I know this movie came first, but I wonder if the Jason filmmakers ever saw it. And that's totally fucking right. Yeah. That's totally right. Very and, uh, good she, and finally he says, Billy, Billy is an a, a grade A pimp. Only a master could kidnap a woman who nearly got raped with a fake arrest, get indignant about her wanting to be let free, and convert that into an immediate bang. Play on, playa. Very good, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this it, that's a perfect s- summarization. It could have been on the back of the DVD. Honestly, it, it could be on the back of the DVD. Yeah, this movie was absolutely it was insane. This was like it, it built this the series, this trilogy. It built to this. It and, it, and this being like the culmination of like B movies and what we do here on this podcast is cover movies like this. Like, the first two, they were absurd, they were ridiculous, and we do cover a lot of movies like that. But, like, this just combined it all. It combined everything as far as, like, cheesy acting, odd story plot points, bad editing, questionable acting, the story is just out of control. It really, and it really, like, just built to this. Like, still, Revenge of the Ninja is my favorite one of the three. Yeah, me too. It was the more most well-rounded of the three. Rounded and grounded, too. Like, it wasn't <laughs> absurd, and it was, yeah. Yeah, and the, I mean, one part of man did get hit by a car while being drugged behind a van, and it was fine. And but got that was okay. freaking rad. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty rad, that's for sure. I mean, just from the get-go of this movie... It was much different than the others, right away from the music alone. You had the 80s synth going, mm-hmm. very, like, John Carpenter-esque. The, the, the opening music reminded me of, like, stuff that's been used. There was... I can't remember. I wish I could tell you and, like, or, like, you know, like, play you what I'm thinking of, but I think it's, like, throughout all the movies. Like, the specific, like, title music, I think you hear that in almost every one of them. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice too much synth until this one. Well, well, there was a lot of synth in the second one, I thought, but like there was a through line in the, in one of the one of the songs that went, yeah. And <clears throat> so the movie starts off very weird. You really don't know what's going Super on. Super weird. And so there's a guy, he's getting this ninja who this guy, like Dan was saying, not just magical, is superhuman. Even when he was just himself. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Until he got shot like 5,000 different yeah. times. Yeah. Like, no story behind that. Like, in. So, had we. Had you just been following these movies as like more ninja movies, sweet. They have nothing to do each other, with each other, but I'm still on board. So, <laughs> you know that ninjas, they just can die getting cut with a knife or something yeah, or stabbed or whatever. Not superhuman, but. But this guy. He gets shot so many times in the beginning. It's insane. It is absurd. He so the main this ninja we're introduced to. It's not the same ninja from the last movie because no. that would have been a weird turn. That now is he's he credited a, in, as an actor in any of the others or that this guy the, who's the main the, the ninja? Bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out. I really don't. David Chung, Black Ninja. I don't think so. I don't think he was in you any know what of the else? other ones. 
No, he's a, no, he wasn't in any of the movies. This is another return. I think this is only in the only other time this happens is in Revenge, but again, like eye makeup around the ninja eyes. Yeah, again, that's the first thing when I noticed <clears throat> on him. And I liked that when she became. Yeah, the eye makeup instantly went on to her. That must have been their reasoning. So it was like a tell for like, oh, you know that she's possessed. Yeah. So this guy keeps his weapons in a magical rock in a cave. That's right. That's right. So he like he you just see this guy pull up to a up to a in a desert, walks into this cave. I thought maybe like right here <clears throat> because it made me like think of like 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 the one of the Exorcist sequels or whatever, where they like find this thing in a cave and it's like a demon thing and it yeah. possesses somebody. So that maybe that was going to happen. Like he was going to go into this cave, get possessed. Which would have been logical. It, yeah, because we uh, because we don't know that this guy is already like some sort of demon force. He's already there's like a demon living inside this guy's body. He's like some sort of supernatural, magical, insane ninja that we just we don't know these things about. You him. really don't get much on this guy throughout the whole movie, like his reasoning, his story. Like. Well, you you know that he's like the top ninja assassin, so you know he's a bad guy. Like, he was taking out cops. I like I don't. That's what I mean. He's a bad guy. Yeah, but, like, why was he taking out cops? Because he didn't want to get arrested or caught. Okay, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll take that, but that wasn't... Was that clearly defined and explained? To me, it made sense. Like, he... Because he just goes up to this golf course and kills, like, six people. What was his motive there? I assume that he was paid to kill these yeah, people. Yeah, that's... Because like, they mentioned he's a ninja. He was a I ninja assassin. Well. So assassins are usually hired... So he's sneaking around this golf course. I'll take it. And I he, didn't get that at first when I watched it, but I thank you. He takes <laughs> on this. There's this man and his, I assume, wife or or girlfriend or something, and they're on the golf course golfing. This guy's some sort of sleazy, like rich guy. He has a lot of guards. I don't know why he had all these guards. He's like Braden 2.0. Yeah, he had all these guards and wants them to like cheat for him at the golf course, move his ball around. Yeah. And so then the ninja starts taking down all the guards. I love when the ninja used the blow dart into the one guy's yes. gun. Yes, that was fucking cool. That was. <clears throat> but then the first indication that th- that something weird is going on with this ninja. Was that that guy tries to get away in a golf cart? Yeah. I mean, golf carts, granted, they're not the fastest thing in no. the world. But this guy runs, runs, catches up with it, grabs it from behind, stops it from going <laughs> by holding onto it, and starts lifting it into the air. Yeah. Like, I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? And then he kills the that woman and the golfer. I just think, in my opinion, the, the setting of gol- the golf course... Because we're on this golf course for probably, like, ten minutes in the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's those murders, and then it's the police come. Yeah. It was just so awkward looking. It was like, it just looks so unnatural. You're used to seeing ninjas, like, fighting in, like, streets, rooftops, whatever scenario or setting. Basically, almost any setting you're used to seeing them, but a golf course. Yeah, it but I think that was just like that he had no, to kill the guy at a golf course. I get it. It's fine. That's fine. It just looked so unnatural. I think, and also that it, it looked was awkward. And also that it was, it was in the day, in the middle of the day, the daytime. Correct. Yeah, right. Middle of the That's day. That's probably another reason why I thought. I just thought to myself, this looks so awkward and like. Yeah, middle of the day assassination yeah. on a golf course, public place. And did you did you notice when the police started coming, the their cars were sped up? Yes, and 
also. Apparently, this golf course just has some back roads to it that lead right on down on the green. Like, yeah. they just pulled right into the green right. on their from, squad cars. Yeah, from, like, the highway or yeah. the local street. Yeah. Just like, brrrr! Like, <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of something like from Grand Theft Auto, where, you, yep. th- where you're being chased by the police, and you crash through the gates of a golf course, and are just going all over the golf course. Yeah, but there were no gates. They just came off the road, yeah. into the... Like, yeah. okay, we'll just take this secret back way yep, to the green. B- yep, basically. To the back nine. And did you notice when... So, okay, they bring in, like, all the cop cars... And there's, like, the chopper that comes in, the, the police chopper. Yeah. He makes his way onto the police chopper by climbing a tree. Right. And takes a ninja star, puts it in his foot. Fucking. <laughs> in his foot. Whip, and whips it with his foot into this guy's head. The pilot's head. Okay. Yeah. And the other guy in the car says, hold on, I'll get him. No, there's no hold on for this guy. <laughs> He's fucking dead. Yeah. Like, why would... Like, so you get your head blown off. Oh, hold on a second. I'll be right back. Yeah, hold on, buddy. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be back. I'm gonna get this guy. Like, no, he's fucking dead. There's that, just no... That was one of my favorite parts, though. He puts the little star in his toes or whatever and just flicks it in there. Yeah, he had a couple good moves. When he was underwater and that guy went to go reach for the... It was like a... Uh, a breathing tube that looked yeah. like a reed, and the guy went to go reach for it, and he shot the yep. dart out of the reed. I thought that was really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But at, by this point, he has killed so many police officers. So many police officers died during this. And just when you think he's like going to get shot to death, they have him cornered. They're like off the green at this point, like in like a deserty like yeah. area. They're and wasn't this supposed to be like California? You I got that vibe. Multiple Palm times, trees. though, while, fil- while they were filming, and it was like a little bit darker, you could see their breath. Really? Yeah, I so I don't know if they filmed that wow. somewhere else where it was really cold, like Northern California uh, maybe, or something. Maybe. Or I don't know. We're glossing over the fact, really quickly, that there was a scene, I think before the cops show up, where this ninja crushes a golf ball and is... Like, oh yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, head. and that's like apparently like a thing because later on, when she's the ninja, she crushes yeah. a pool ball oh, like in the God. same way. Yeah. So he, well, I assumed he was getting shot to death. He just doesn't die, and then he throws down a smoke bomb, disappears into the fucking ground. Into the ground, like a uh, goddamn tremor. Worm. Yeah, it was fucking insane. It was absolutely insane. And then, but the thing is, he gets out of the out of the dirt. Okay. It immediately cuts to, like, somebody in work clothes, like, putting on, like, a belt. Yeah. And I thought the first second that that was going to be him, like, changing oh, into, like, like clothes. Incognito. Yeah. But instead, no, it's our main character, Christy, played by Lucinda Dickey from Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo, and she was in the first Breakin'. But previously, we have covered Breakin' 2 on the podcast. So if you remember that episode, you remember her. She was great in that. She's not bad in this. Yeah, I don't mind her. She was she was probably the best thing this movie had going she, for it. I couldn't quite nail my poor man's version on her. All um, I came up with was like poor man's Lisa from Weird Science. Or, that's that hits it right on. Or the your head. poor man's uh, the chick from Flashdance, I guess. But the thing is, it's funny because in this she has like big hair and stuff. Yeah, and in Breaking she has very she has real short hair. Oh really? Yeah. So I don't know how the the time apart between these movies or whatever, but it's kind of uh, a little bit of a and she's like. She's very feminine, but at the same time, slightly tomboyish because she's yeah. a, a telephone pole woman. Yeah, yeah, she's like a laborer or whatever. Yeah. Wait a minute, we're also glossing over something else because I had to check my notes here. The ninja punched through a fucking 
police car roof. Like, punched through it. That's fu- That's right. <laughs> he punches through it, grabs the guy. I forget. Is, where is the scene, too, where, like, there's three people in a car, and then two of them are, like, is that it? Where, like, there's pe- three people in a car, two of them are dead, and the guy driving, like, does, like, a double No, take. that's when it's the uh, show... Oh, okay. Kazuki, yeah. his character Yamada, yeah. he's in the backseat of the police car. Right, right, the, okay, skipping ahead. But either way, yeah. this ninja punched through steel. And right here is, this is the whole like crux of the movie right here, this scene with Lucinda Dickey. She sees this ninja who is dying, so naturally she's like, oh, what's going yeah, on? What like, I'm going to go yeah. check this out. He's speaking in Japanese, and somehow she understands him. I got, like, a seance feel of what yeah, he was saying, too. Yeah. It's like, al- he was cursing her. It almost felt like she understood because it was, like, this, like, seance type of weird thing happening. I, yeah, I thought it so, was drawing on so, her. So, yeah, like, so it was, like, drawing her in. So that was the only way I figured she understood. So she, they both grab onto this sword, and essentially he converts his, like, demon soul into her body. And that's the entire... That's this movie. Like, if we want a description of this movie, it's a woman who is just a regular laborer, mm-hmm. gets the soul of an evil ninja and has to exact his, like, revenge. But it's not really revenge. It's revenge in the sense of him. But the cops were just doing their job. Right. So that's what Dan was talking about in, 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 in what he said. Yeah. Like, like no. It's not, it's not like it's a good ninja and she's going out doing good things. No, she's possessed by an evil ninja who's going out and killing random cops for doing nothing. Yep. Like, literally... They were doing their jobs. They killed him, and she remembers when she sees all these people. Yeah, she gets these flashbacks. She gets these flashbacks of her, of him, her, of the, the yeah, ninja the, being like, killed. It's like the former life of the entity that's, you know, possessing her. She has such a classic 80s intro. She it's, does. And the music that's playing is like yeah. super 80s. She's jamming out on her... Because is she not... She's on like a. She climbs pole. up the pole. She turns on the radio. She, she's wearing a hard hat, I thought, right? Because yeah. she does like a Farrah Fawcett, like, oh, my hair's blowing in the wind, and I look out into the distance at nothing. And yeah. aren't I just impossibly beautiful? Yeah, it was such a classic. And intro. so she ends up going to the police station to like explain what happened that she found this body. Right. Blah, blah, blah. blah. And. The one guy, this one we're introduced to Billy, and he's super creepy right off the bat. Mm-hmm. This dude, Billy, is a cop, hitting on her left and right, trying to get, like, you want to go do something? You want to grab a, like, she, like, he, he asked he's like, her, do you want a Pepsi or a Coke or something? And she goes, thanks, but I don't use soft drinks. Wow. I don't use them. Who says that? Who describes drinking anything as using? People that are... Linemen by day and aerobic structures by night, I suppose. <laughs> I don't use soft drinks. Yeah. Like, I thought that was such an insanely weird line. He offered her, like, any, every possible scenario. Like, yeah. you want to go get some candy? I, he yeah. didn't really say that, but, like, yeah. he said no, everything. He was, she was trying really hard Laying to come on to her. So, I, immediately, I'm just like, oh, Billy's a creep. There's no way, like, I, I kind of thought maybe they'll end up hooking up, but I was like, come on, how is this believable? He's like mega creep style, unless he has some sort of change in personality, which he doesn't. Oh, he's no. total still just Billy the Creep, or Pimp as Dan liked to call him, mm-hmm. but he's still Billy the Creep. And uh, here's one of your like first like weird cuts. It goes from police station, cut, now I'm playing an arcade game in, da- in w- women's like aerobics and spandex clothes. And I thought that was like, 
I thought that was her house. It was! Totally! Thank you! I'm like, where the fuck does she live? That she's got, like, an arcade machine, which, what was the game? A bouncer. Yep. Yeah. For a minute, though, when you see her playing it, it totally looks like Zombies Ate My Neighbors for a hot second. Oh, I don't know Bouncer. Yeah, I don't know Bouncer either. Yeah, kind of. I can see it was like, that. <laughs> At first, like I only little... saw like a table and a bar, so I thought maybe she was playing uh, Root Beer Tapper. Oh, yeah. That's what I initially thought. That I totally showed great. the whole screen. But then... I just saw like, people running around and people running yeah. after the... Fi- yeah. And so she's at her place, jamming out to some fucking 80s tunes, playing her arcade game, her friend's over, and how did that... Okay, one, the cop gets... Gets her number, I assume, from the other cop or something, right? She probably filled out some sort of paperwork. Yeah. You just have to assume these things because she went to the police station. So Billy calls her up, not creepy, (laughs) and her friend answers the phone and was like, and then she's like, no, she's not here. She's teaching. And then she answers, she gets on the phone like, I'm teaching in aerobics class. I'm not going to tell you where it's at. You know, she gives them the whole like when their friend hands over the phone. And then her friend, she hangs up and she goes to her friend, why would you answer that? Why would you do that? Yeah. How would her friend know that that's who was on the phone? And did you notice that she had a regular phone then, and later on, she's using a pay phone in <laughs> yeah. her apartment. Like yeah. somehow she had rigged a pay phone to work as a regular phone, <laughs> or she just uses a pay phone and pays to call. Yeah, maybe. To not pay phone bills. What the hell? But she works for a phone company, so maybe she did rig it. Wow. So maybe she has the ability to... <laughs> oh man! I just want to know how she scored that arcade game too. That's yeah, that was a pretty s- awesome. sick, sick. I mean, thing we're there. talking the eighties. You had to probably have a lot of money to get one of those in your home at yeah. the time. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So she must be making good money working for the phone company and yeah. doing aerobics, aerobics instructions. And did you know? So she goes to her aerobics class, and what? there's a sweet aerobics montage with this awesome song "Body," a uh, body shop by Dave Powell. Um, I'll probably throw it into the podcast at some point, maybe at the end or something. Yeah, it's I'm doubt anybody would care if we fucking used it because it's if you, yeah, just watch. It's the on movie. YouTube in full. Yeah, if you want to just listen to the song, but the scene in the movie and we forgot to mention the movie is in full on YouTube. Correct. Perfect. Uh, right. It's like in high English, def. Yeah. In English yeah, high def from the Paramount Vault. Paramount Vault YouTube page, which has some uh, I'm sure some other goodies on there as well. So. It's the song Body Shop that is super weird, has some super weird lyrics to it. It has a sweet, like, tune to it, some 80s, like, synth Yeah, and, but it um, definitely has some weird lyrics. But during this aerobics montage, there are dudes just creeping so fucking oh, hard. hard. One of the dudes, like, looked like Walter Payton, too, I thought. A little bit, yeah, the one guy did. <laughs> yeah. They, and these guys, they look like... I thought like, they were going to, like, maybe rape her. I thought they I mean, were, they like, end up... Basically yeah. trying to, but it's there's an aerobics class going on in the like side corner of this gym. Yeah. I feel like they probably should have had a separate room for this because <laughs> yeah. all these guys are just like oogling and like, oh, yeah. and they're even making noises like that, like, <laughs> and like super disgusting faces, and they just look like your typical '80s wrestler type, oh, yeah. bodybuilder goons, or Walter Payton, or and the one guy <laughs> looks like Walter Payton. So she's leaving the gym. 
Oh, and we forgot to mention the cop is at the gym. How yeah, do you know yeah. where she did aerobics at? Yeah, he's got some good intel, I guess. So he either was outside her place and he, like called from across the street or something. Yeah, maybe tailed her. And then tailed her to this place. Because otherwise I have no explanation of how... He's in the class. He's dancing in the class, giving super creepo looks. Oh, totally. I was like, what? And then it tries to get get her, like... Get her to go do something again. Get some coffee. He's like, all about that coffee. Yep. And she's like, no, I don't want any coffee. I don't want anything to do with you. Oh, this is when she goes off about, I don't date cops. Yeah, that's right. So then it like clearly this bothers him that she's all like, I don't date cops. So she leaves the aerobics place. Then the guys, the dudes who were inside are now outside Attempting to rape this oh, girl. Yeah, yeah. There's some random chick, and like everybody else is leaving the leaving the gym. It's like, oh, closing time, two o'clock. Guess the gym has <laughs> yeah, to close because right? everyone's leaving. So the these dudes are gonna rape this chick, and it's super fucked up. It's like, whoa, midday rape right outside the gym. It wasn't like off in like the alley. No, no, no. It was like it was right like... outside the gym. So I was like, whoa. So she goes to stop it. She's like, leave her alone. Blah blah blah. blah. And the one guy says to her, maybe we'll just save you for dessert. Uh, I was like, whoa. Movie, it's so crazy. You're, you're, you're always like around about like 10 minutes from like a really misogynistic like gang rape scene. Like <laughs> just around the corner. Is- Literally around the corner this time. And then they try to rape her. And there's a crowd watching. Yeah. They, like, gather, like, hey, everybody, gang rape. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and I didn't know if they were, like, concerned, and I was like, why is nobody stopping them? I, it's like, oh, well, I guess they're, like, the big brooding guys, so nobody wants to mess with these dudes, because they'll just get their asses kicked. Right. And so she ends up showing off that she has these, like, insane ninja skills and beats the fuck out of them. And then she gets, quote, arrested. This is what Dan was talking about. Billy arrests her just so he could get her in the car. Like, not creepy. And so then she's like, I I can't be arrested, blah, 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 blah. I was just defending myself. And he's like, fine, fine, go home. Get out of the car. You want to be free? Get free, Miss Independence. (laughs) He literally calls her that. Miss Independence, you don't want to date cops? What's so wrong with cops? Blah, 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 blah. He said something like He goes off on this whole fucking rant about... Why, why, what's wrong with dating cops? How she's like, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Literally goes off on her, yelling at her about getting out of the car. She goes, he goes to like, let her out, stops, and she goes, well, I don't have any coffee at home, but I got some V8 juice. Want to go back to my place? I was like, what? Complete 180 here. I figure she went from giving him absolutely no play to this is all in the matter of like pretty much maybe like yeah I'll give it like she was working in the morning because the golf course thing was in the morning because remember it was like dawn the sun was coming up and everything so she was working this had to be maybe like within a five to six hour span yeah so like uber creepo guy now I don't want anything to do with you oh he just fucking berated me and yelled at me oh no, I want to fuck this guy maybe now. it was like the authority I don't know but yeah, yeah it goes to like no play to cut to they're in her. Awesome arcade house, and... And she comes out of the bathroom in a towel. Pretty much naked, yeah. And the cop, like, gets a mega boner. They even show, like, boner face. He's like, ooh! Yeah. And, like, his face is all like, oh, they might as well just, like, showed his dick getting hard. Right. And, well, I'm kind of, I'm glad they didn't, but <laughs> I'm just saying. And then, so she, she, you know, undresses, well, she takes off the towel, she has underwear on already. Right. Uh, puts a, like, oversized shirt on, a buttoned-up oversized shirt on. 
grabs her V8 can of V8 juice, showing it at the camera like the whole time. Yeah, like, this is some definite product placement for, for V8. Sure, for sure. And she starts. She gets on top of Billy and pours V8 juice down herself, all sexy like. It's the most awkward foreplay scene I've ever seen in an entire movie. And you know what? There's like silly ones and like Don't Be a Menace and Hot Shots and stuff. This is trying to be serious. This is trying to be serious and sexy. And she pours V8 juice all down her shirt, down her like tits and stuff. Like almost placed it right below like where if you're a man, like your Adam's apple, like right at the nape of your neck almost. Just like puts it there and it's just like, yeah. And then he bends her backwards and starts like sucking the V8 juice off of her. Then they bang. I kind of got grossed up by that, too, because I thought to myself, is that, like, V8 vegetable juice or V8 fruit juice? Because, like, I'd be pretty grossed out if it was vegetable. Like, I think it was a combo. I think yeah, it was, it was uh, like probably one just one of those. I think it was one of those combos. It was just so with, red, though, and I was yeah. like, if that's just tomato juice, that's gross. Like, it looks so It did gross. look gross. And then, all they, and then here's another cut. They just, like, start kissing, yeah. and all of a sudden, now they're sleeping. Yep. In bed at night. And I was like, now she must like getting yelled at. She just must like getting yeah. yelled at because why else would she get, why else would this happen? And then one of one of many, like, possession scenes happens. This is, like, almost directly a ripoff of, like, a poltergeist scene. Uh, Flashing yeah. light. Yeah. It's in a fucking... Windows a open, a smoke coming out. Oh, and I love this sword floating by itself because multiple times you could see... The string, yeah, like holding the sword. Yeah, I thought that was fucking. Yeah, it was definitely something out of. And all of this is happening. All these fucking noises and shit. And Billy is sleeping through all of this, just like a rock. It's so um, unbelievable. Had some unbelievably VA juice loud. and got laid. And now he's just. And then she's holding like this like this uh, like katana. Yeah, and it's like glowing. Yeah, it's glowing. And he goes, huh, "You're just full of surprises." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, she's so playful." Like, oh, you're into all this Japanese yeah. stuff, too? You're so full Got of surprises. Any more juice? Yeah, so, and, so, right around this time, too, no explanation. I, can you tell me, maybe you can tell me this, why is Yamada there? What's the reason be- behind his character? To stop that ninja I guess. from being an assassin? And he's only got one eye? That was a cool eye patch. Oh, totally. But I was like, "What happened I, to your eye?" I feel bro? like I feel like the eye patch was to deflect you from remembering that he was the guy Maybe from the so. last movie. Like, hey, all Asians look alike, especially. Yeah. So, like, it, this <laughs> is totally not that guy. Look, he's got an eye patch right. on. I really feel like it was. It was that was it because I can't. Um, Maybe he had a accident making one of his porcelain dolls. Yeah, who knows? And changed his name to Yamada and dished yeah. his son. <laughs> And his uh, girlfriend, Kathy. So I... uh, Kathy? Christy? You know how many times I wanted to write Kathy in this (laughs) with my notes? And so we're introduced to Yamada. He gets off the plane greeted by these other Japanese men. I don't know why. It's never explained what's going on. They live at some sort of Japanese monastery in the fucking California hills. It was clearly, like, photoshopped in these yes. buildings into the hills. It was like nothing would exist out here. Not like these, none of these buildings would exist. There had to have been, like, here. two hours or more of just stuff that they left on the cutting room floor, but they probably should have just, like, cut it down and left it in because there's so much unexplained stuff. And, and so I'm assuming that Yamada, this is the next day. Right, he shows up the next yeah. day. You're not led to believe that m- multiple weeks or anything has gone no. by. It's like the next day. Yep. And now, Billy and Christy dating. 
Totally. Dating. Stops by where she's working, stops by to see her. It's a hurried love, man. And this is when she sees the the guy for the she when she saw him for the first time. She had a slight flashback, but he was in like the shadows of that tree, so she couldn't quite make right. out his, his like his cop like partner. Ben, who he yeah. But she sees the cop partner, totally recognize totally. like flashback. She ditches her coworker, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, he's like, hey, get back here. I'm only assuming that she was also his ride. Yeah, so she had the company van. Oh, she took the uh, which, by the way, Metro she's telephone. trying to be all like secretive and like act like. Oh, I'm not following anybody. She's in a fucking van for the company she <laughs> yeah. works. It's totally not secretive. Right? Yeah. She ditches out on the coworker, tails Billy, and she tails Billy to when the partner's getting dropped off. All of a sudden, cut to her dancing. Yep, just in solitude at home. And another phone call aerobics. from Billy. Yep. Yeah. It was just and like... We're right around the time now. Oh, and she gets a phone call from Billy, and she's like... Billy, where have you been? Or like, or she, he calls her and goes, "Where have you been?" She's like, "I was so." She's like, "I was worried about you too." It's like, what? He just stopped by and said he couldn't make it to make it to the date because he had to work extra. Yeah, that's right. And then I, it was like a super weird conversation, and I didn't yeah. understand why anybody was complaining because I thought the terms were pretty much was, laid yeah. down there. And so the arcade machine starts going crazy. This is another very poltergeist esque scene. The smoke starts coming out of it, and at first, I thought when she, cause like she's like freaking out, doesn't know what's going on, stands in front of the arcade machine, all this smoke is coming out, all these noises and colors and stuff like that are blinking everywhere. It's like a light. Beam. So a laser light comes yeah. out of it. But at first, I thought the lasers because they're right by your eyes were coming out of her eyes. Oh really? So I wrote down, "Holy fuck, she has laser eyes now." <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to scribble it out yeah, because I was like, "Fuck, she doesn't have laser lights." That'd been pretty sweet though. Well, how is this part of the possession? So this laser comes out of the of the arcade machine and like scans her face. And like during that, I thought. I heard, like, there was all these sound effects and noises. Could have swore it was, like, she was getting possessed, like, dog growling. Like, it was some fucked up. No, seriously, there was weird noises going on, too. (laughs) Yeah. Weird noises, weird, like, little sayings happening and things like that. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was quite going on there. And then you got the sword floating again, and then she's full demon ninja now. Yep. And... And she obviously knows where the fucking cave, cave weapons cave. are. Because that guy's got like a stack full of cave weapons. And there's a glowing rock. So I just don't under... I don't know. Obviously you weren't made meant to know all these things. But she ends up killing Billy's partner. Like, that's pretty much what I picked up right away. Like, the the possession... The ninja possessing her is just going to avenge all these... Like, revenges death on all these cops, basically. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so she's going to just take out all these cops one by one. And just yeah, who aren't really... Like, the one guy was like a sleazeball kind of cop. He was like with the two chicks, but like, was he all that bad? Like, right. he's just doing his job and he killed an assassin. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... Not really... I so, feel bad for all of these cops. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> all died of the wrath of yeah. demon ninja soul being in Christie's body. And I like how somehow Yamada knew that that murder happened because he's at the crime scene. See, I wonder... If How did he show up there? How did that, he know? Maybe. Just maybe there's plans for, like, a fourth movie and, like... Maybe this is the fourth time. movie. It may be. But, like, maybe... What's his name? You, Yamada? You keep. I, I always just think show. Yeah, right? show yeah, Yamada. Movie. 
so maybe he like maybe he knows like the back history of this ninja that was like evil and maybe they had plans for for Well no, I assume I Yamada was like going there to stop this ninja assassin because he's like he knew all about him and he knew how he's getting out of control yeah. and blah 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 so like these Japanese dudes brought him in I don't know these are just things I'm making up I'm making up an extra story for a story we don't have so you're really good at <laughs> filling in the blanks for the movies <laughs> you help me make sense of most of the movies we watch and then she um <clears throat> We're right around the corner. From oh, she, she uh, and then has another, another conversation with Billy about her uh, feeling weird. She's like, I feel weird lately. I don't know what's going on with me. She's like, someone's making me do things. And his response is, don't worry. I'll help you, sweetheart. <laughs> like, someone's making her do things. Like, you know what the fuck? You don't think anything of it? Like, all right. Oh, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Might want to follow just, that lead, detective. We're just, you know, like a dating couple now after spending one day of fucking together. After I was a super creepo to you. He got hooked on that V8 juice. And and then when uh, we were talking about the, the sleazy cop with the babes, I thought that guy was fucking hilarious. And he goes to this, like, spa with what her. What do we see again, though? Another fucking hot tub. It's go. like they're bringing it back. Just a little callback to the other hot one. Hot tub ninja machine. And I love how she just joins in on the hot tub party. How fucking chatty were those two other broads, though? Oh, yeah. They were constantly making some sort of assessment of the situation. Like, there wasn't a moment of silence. Like, oh... Bitch, look at that! Oh, I guess where he's oh, gonna. They t- called her like a mega bitch or like something bitch when yeah. she walked in the room. Cause like, oh, you're the towel girl, blah, blah blah blah. And so she takes off her robe and she's got a bathing suit on. She must have went home. Like this is what I mean though. Like, how did she? She's at the police station to go see Billy. She one she knew he wasn't there, so she goes there to see him. She's like, oh, he's not here. Go sees this other cop with the two girls. Tails them. To the spa, and what, goes home and gets a swimsuit? Yeah. And puts it on and comes back? I'm not really sure where she got a swimsuit from in that short amount of time. Oh, but, so many gaps and missing things. But it's okay, because it was amazing. Yeah. Because she joins the hot tub party. The other two girls are like, what's with this? This is a stupid bitch. Fine, take her. I don't want her. Like, she, chat, 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 chat. Because chat, they're comment, still chatting comment, while comment. she's, like, going to town on yeah. the dude. So if I was that dude, I'd be like, fuck oh, yeah. looks like he's enjoying it. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to take this broad. She wants to get down to business while you two are just fucking chatting it up all chatty, day. Yeah. And then she kills him with, like, a ring? Something. It Can you only assume fine. that maybe it was like a pressure point? Yeah. And that's how she did it. Because she just has like a ring with like a like a. It's almost like a tack on the end. Yeah. And she like pokes him in the back of the neck, and then he's like, oh, and he dies. And then she slashes the one girl's face, yeah, and then with a cord chokes the other girl, and then drowns Drown, her in yeah. the hot tub. Brutal. And then no no cops or anything find that body. Nope. Except for Yamada shows up and discovers the body. I was like. And this is when I literally wrote down, I go, does he work here? (laughs) (laughs) He's got to be so bummed on hot tubs, too, as a character. I mean, I know he's not the same one from Revenge, but, like, he's seen a lot of close calls with hot tubs and death. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, but I was like, how did he know to show up here? How did he know that there was ninja, a ninja here? How did he know that it was Christy that was here? A ninja knows. Only a ninja can kill him. Yeah, so a ninja knows, knows, I guess. So he must be magical and mystical, too, but you clearly see that he's not because he gets, like, winded and injured later. So, 
Also, I noticed this is had to be within a few days still, like a couple days. Billy just lives there now. Yeah. Bringing home groceries. Hey, I'm home. Like, what? And then he... So, she's talking about how weird she's feeling. And she does, you know, she's feeling so weird and whatever. And it's like something possessing her or something. And he goes, yeah, I know this Asian dude. And that Asian dude is Wait, like... He, she says, I know this Asian dude. And then her response is like, I don't believe in demons and exorcisms and possessions and spirits. Well, it's happened. Like, yeah. And okay, so the guy who was the, the Asian guy... That, he's such a bit part actor. He's in like everything. Yeah, his name is James Hong. He's in Blade Runner. And he's a, But what I always remember him most from... Is Wayne's World Two as Cassandra's yes! father? So I literally wrote down Cassandra's dad from Wayne's oh, World Two. Thank you, because you know what? I couldn't remember that. Yeah, oh, he's in a. T- I mean, the guy's been in a ton yeah, of things. Huge bit part guy. Uh, yeah, but if you right remember Cassandra's dad from Wayne's World Two, the guy is a total character actor. Like you can recognize him. He's in big. He's in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, that's like the other main thing too. Like, Big Trouble in Little China, he plays David Lopan, who's, like, the main bad guy. So, I mean, the guy, he, especially in the 80s and 90s, all over the place. So he's this, like, Japanese exorcist type of dude. He's the proprietor of, like, a S&M Japanese dungeon type place to do exorcisms. Yeah. I assume and, that's where he... Th- yeah, and this scene is unbelievable. Yeah. This scene is one of my favorites in the whole movie, aside from bonkers. the aerobic scene, because just for the music. Yeah. But this scene, bonkers, definitely, because he has her strapped up with ropes, her arms and legs, and then at the waist is tied by ch- in like this like this like harness mm-hmm. with chains, and so sh- he starts realizing that she is actually possessed by this like insane demon force, and then it starts telling like him what to do. Yeah. So he's got to like cut the ropes down, and Billy's trying to stop him. Like, no, make sure that we go through with this. She rips the ropes down, pushes Billy off of her, and then begins to <laughs> like you remember those like gyro things they used to have at like theme parks and stuff yep. where you go in that ball and they'd spin yeah. you around that's basically what's happening totally she's she's hooked in a harness with two chains on the side and it's just, just spinning flipping. and spinning oh. and flipping and flipping and it, it clearly is like a dummy of some sort oh, yeah. but it's just it's like somebody like like you're like price is right and spinning the wheel yeah. somebody was just like and she's just, she's just going to town and making all these like demon scary noises right. and all these things it's absolutely insane it was basically at this point this is what I can consider this movie this is this is this is a ninja movie, Revenge of the Ninja, Enter the Ninja, whatever you want to... Any ninja movie, plus The Evil Dead. They really tried... Because, because that's where I felt like it wasn't... Alright, anytime you're supposed to take this movie seriously, you shouldn't have been, because this is Evil Dead ninjas. Yeah. So it's very silly. Somebody just said, how can we mix horror and action ninja movie? And this is what they came up with. And this is when they mentioned that only a ninja can kill a ninja. And this is also about where I almost kind of checked out. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, this is the most absurd movie ever. It's but, totally but, fucking ridiculous. You can't check out. This, this is what it's... Um, we're, we're, we're gonna, oh, I mean, it was... You, it was would, you would never make it through uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii as much as you saw those oh, awesome yeah? scenes. If you thought this movie's ridiculous, Damn. that movie is batshit crazy. Oh my god. I mean, I didn't, I didn't fully check out. I... 
I just started looking at my phone a little bit more and just. And, oh and did God. you like how Yamada he snuck into that the police station or the coroner's office or something? I didn't understand what was going on yeah. until I realized, oh, he's trying to find this body. Right. Because, like, he's just beating up cops and shit. I was like, oh, so he's a bad guy, too? And there's, like, my least... I think this is the scene. It's one of my least favorite, like, Shokasugi, like, moves. Because he's awesome. Man. I already know what you're going to say. Is it the head bomb? Yep. Man, good job. Yeah. It was <laughs> so, like... Oh man, that looks that looked dumb. Like, yeah, that bonking the heads together yeah. was quite silly. And also, when when so this is like a story point maybe should have been told way early on in the movie. So this is when this is how you know why he's here. They show the flashback for Yamato when he's being tortured by that ninja in Japan. Oh shit, man. Yeah. So like 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 you don't even know why he's yeah. there. I forgot all about that until right now. Yep. Until reading my notes, like he is there because of that reason. Yeah. Only because of that reason. See, Shokasugi is badass. Yamada, whatever. I like that guy. He he really is a pretty decent actor, and he's really skilled and athletic in the ways of ninja. And you know what I thought was weird in this movie? No one said anything whenever Christy would stare at people. When she would get her visions, yeah, she'd be like, right. "Ugh!" She would like staring off into space, like right at the people in right. this weird look, like, "Oh, hey, I'm Sergeant Phil Patrick. Yeah, nice to meet you." And like, she just stares, Bleh. and nobody says a, a, a so damn like, thing hey, about hello, how weird it hi. is, right? <clears throat> and I like when the one when she's getting summoned that one time, the one of the final times she's getting summoned. Um, it starts coming from under the sink, in the bathroom, everywhere, and one of her ways of trying to fight it off is to dance. Yeah, and that's when I made the note of, uh, goddamn aerobics are inserted in the most unnatural ways in this movie. Yeah. It's like, we really gotta get this aerobic stuff across, so put that in there a lot. Yeah, and so, they're at the fu- at a funeral for one of the dead police officers, and... Christy is going to kill other police officers who were there at the same day. Right. And so she uh, is hiding in a tree, but Billy discovers her van full of weapons at the cemetery. And literally, she just starts shooting people with bows and arrows. She kills the two people she's trying to kill, Mm -hmm. but also kills multiple other ones. And this is when you see, like, she has some insane skills of, like, jumping. She jumps super high at one point. And, like, off of a police car and, like, flips around and shit. It's ridiculous. And it's absolutely... Yeah, it is. And the cops are terrible shots. Like, if you haven't learned that from the beginning of the movie, they're... That's, that's what I thought at the beginning. The very beginning on the fucking golf course. I'm like, each one of you bastards have a gun, and you still haven't taken this fucking ninja out. That was on <laughs> foot, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, right around this time is when you were, when I, when you were talking about the thing with Yamada in the car. Yeah. When he, he he knocks out those two cops. Yeah, that's right. And then knocks and out the cop who's, like, oh, who's yeah. driving. He's like, hey, what's going on back there? Yeah. That's right around then because they have that fight in that abandoned house. And Billy... Christy and... Well, Yamada... Show. Well, Yamada. Yamada disappear. Or Yamada's the only one left and Christy disappears. She gets away. And so they arrest him because they think he's the one that was doing everything, I guess. Oh, well, he's Asian. He must be a ninja. That's about all I could gather from that. So he... And Christy almost ends up killing Billy because Billy tries to arrest her. Remember, he goes to her house and like, I gotta, I gotta put you under arrest. You're crazy, blah blah blah. blah. And because you know that's gonna fucking work, right? And 
So Christy ends up going to the temple because he mentions to her, like, I'm going to meet this guy because he meets meets up with Yamada. And Yamada's like, all right, this is what we got to do in order to get her. And, like, he's like, he's like either I can, either there's two ways this is going to go. I'm going to get the soul out of her and she'll be okay or I'll just end up having to kill her. Right. There's only two ways we right. can go about it. And so Christy's at the temple. So there's a Christy versus Yamada fight. That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. And then it's like an abandoned the demon comes out of her, and then there's a... Well, when the demon comes out of her, so the demon goes like CGI back... CGI demon. Yeah. This is when we see the demon, actually. Yeah, so there's like this like cartoony CGI-ish type of demon type of thing that flies around and goes back into the body of the original ninja, which he comes back and he's super strength again, whatever, and... He ends up, and you also learn he can possess other people while still being in his own body. Like, he can control other people. Because then he starts making all those other Japanese ninja dudes fight Yamada. Yeah. Which, that was a pretty cool scene, battle scene inside there, too. And But when Christy first wakes up, she, Billy runs over to her, and they just start making out. That's right. Like, when she's, like, finally exercised of her <laughs> yeah. demons. They just start making out. I was like, uh, okay, this makes sense. And then there's the ninja battle between Yamada and the other ninja. And when Christy stabs, Christy runs up and, like, stabs him. Yeah. Like, she stabs uh, the bad ninja. I remember that. And so I was like, oh, this like maybe because she, since she was a ninja... At one point, technically, she was a ninja. Like, that counts as a ninja killing a ninja. And then a fucking earth, uh, earthquake happens. You don't remember this part? I was pretty jerked there, out, man. There was an earthquake that happens. I kept... And the ground splits <sighs> apart. And you think that the ninja's dead, but he's not, because he just, like, oh, grinded okay, into the ground. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And then the main ninja kills him again. He stabs him in the fucking head. Oh. Stabs him in the top of the head with a knife. Super, right. super intense, ridiculous scene. And then right after the, right after that, so the guy gets stabbed in the head, and then he starts, then they start making out again. <laughs> they literally start making out after they just watch the man get stabbed They're in the just, head. It's just so, it's, 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 now it's not as weird, but like, it just was so weird how it was just like, she almost fucking hated this guy. Now all of a sudden it's just like, can't get enough, here's my cooch, do what you want with it. Yeah, yeah, basically. And then, what does he say at the end? Oh, the very last line in the movie? Yeah. Is, it's over now. Yeah, and I was it's like, over now. And I said out loud, you're goddamn right it is. Cause and and like, then Yamada just woo! walks into the sunset, yeah. and Billy and Christy are just standing Roll there making credits. out. Yep. Another, like, weird ending yep. of, like, here's the resolution. Yep. Just not, not really... It's tied up, but not with like a nice little bow or anything. It's just like velcroed up. Yeah, but I mean, and and I mean, Dan made a lot of um, good points in this that we you know covered too. I think he hit everything right on the head with just that one little bit. Yeah, and and honestly, this movie, I I liked it. I liked it because it was absurd. And I like these absurd B movies that are just this is a great... they always have like some lulls and plots and things like yeah. that, but they're always they they make up for that in absurdity, and that's definitely. So maybe now you got your taste in it because like you get your taste with uh, Helen Keller. Helen Keller versus Nightwolves. Now you got your taste of like a true B movie. Like this is like a true B movie. This oh, is like totally. in your vein of like your traumas and your I don't know anything. Canon films. It's just like I can't. 
It's just the I ultimate. I can't quite tell you why this thing, this movie couldn't keep me. Because, I mean, I've seen stinkers in my days, but, like, something about it. I don't know why or what, but I just could not look at that screen. I had to, like, look away every now and then. And I kept looking up, like, oh, my God, this movie is still going. <sighs> I, it, it is. It's a capital B movie. Like, yeah. It's total I B. mean, combining ninjas with exorcism stuff is just... Probably looked good on paper, bad on film. Yeah, and you know what? It wasn't that terrible, but it was. It's bad, but in a good bad. It's I a, give it's, it. It's a bad. It's a. It's an awesomely bad movie. It's definitely. I give it two out of five ninja stars. Two out of five. I'd go three point five. Three point five exorcisms. Three point like, five exorcisms out of five. If I ever. <laughs> no, uh, I give it. Um, three point five gang rapes. Two. I give it. <laughs> Two aerobic sweatbands out of five aerobic <laughs> sweatbands. Or, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. No, that's past the point. No, um, I didn't have any poor... I didn't think of... wasn't thinking of poor man's this time. I didn't like, do... Like, mine was... You, Billy? Like, you what? Gotta, he was a poor man's what? Steve Gutenberg? Yes! <laughs> Man. Just because he's a cop? I know, I know you're my friend for that reason, because you read my mind with that Steve Gutenberg thing. But, like, you hit it way better than I did with, with Christy... I was thinking something like Phoebe Cates meets nah. like yeah, cuz Phoebe Cates is way better looking than her but like but also uh Linda Hamilton if Linda Hamilton Yeah because they cuz they kind of try to make her that macho type yeah. where she was like she's just wearing the tank top and then like the work pants But who did you say? Lisa from um Weird Science. Yes, thank you. And that's a pretty good one, but I think if you took Linda Hamilton and mixed her together with that, yeah, you're like you're like the hard, tough chick style yep. from like Terminator, plus like you know your flash dance totally. girl, or whatever. It was kind of that, uh, just uh, just ridiculous. But honestly, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't it wasn't the worst thing ever. But it there's definitely you know. There's better. I'm looking forward to the future. <laughs> but yeah, Lucinda Dickey, literally, she is in Breakin'. Then she's in Ninja 3, The Domination, Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo, a movie called Bloody Pom Poms, and then that's it. Wow. She was in nothing else. That was her, her rise and fall to fame. I'd like to see bloody pom poms, to be honest. No kidding. Give me a Just K. Give me an I. Give me an L. Give me an L. What's that spell? Kill. <laughs> that's literally the, on the poster for this. That that's the tagline for this movie. Wow. And it uh, competition was murder at cheerleader camp. <laughs> yeah. So this looks really absurd. It's got Leif Garrett in it and Lucinda Dickey. Nice. So that's that's fun. So yeah, I mean, check out. The you know Ninja Three: The Domination. It's a really absurd movie. I could definitely see why Scream Factory decided to put this one out above the others, especially since they specialize more in the absurd and like right. uh, sometimes mostly horror, but other things too. But uh, it's definitely definitely some absurd things happen in this movie. So if you like absurd, so absurd. like horror yeah. mixed with action, if you if you want, if you want to watch a movie that's Evil Dead, if if you Mega Eighties Evil Dead. 
plus ninjas, yeah. that's this movie. And if you want to watch the trilogy, you definitely have to watch this one. Like, oh, yeah, because it's so different. Don't skip over this. It's so different than the rest. It's, yeah. it's a w- world's different than the rest. So it definitely... Almost, sets I would itself. almost say, watch them backwards, just for fun. Because... Oh, that's weird. There's no... Well, because here's the thing. There's no... There's no through line. Like, there's nothing that follows. The only thing that follows in all three of these movies is hot tubs. But well, and show Kazuki <laughs> and show because he's a bad guy in the first one. Yeah, the hero in the second one. Then like kind right of in the middle friend yeah. hero yeah. guy in the third one. He's like an offshoot character. That, like, man, I guess. But, I mean, you know what I mean, though. Like, there's no there's no sequence that you would need to watch these in. No, because the storyline sure. doesn't dictate so. No, so yeah, it's just for fun. Somebody out there, watch them backwards, and let me know. What or you like think. two one then yeah. three. <laughs> two one three because in my opinion, that those are the best. Like in order, two is the no, best. No, I'd say three is better than one. Oh yeah, you're I like right. this you're one right. better than the first one. Yeah, you're probably right. The first one's all right, but it's, uh, this one at least was like fun. But, because well, maybe that's absurd. my opinion though. Either way, I think I, I was saying this earlier. I thought like. If they had, like, Frank Nero and all the other silly, goofy characters in this one, this movie would have made a lot more sense to me. I don't know why. I really don't have anything to back it, other than everybody in the first Enter the Ninja, all those characters and actors, were so shitty and so goofy This that they would have made that this movie work then. The, the V8 juice thing in the love scene wasn't in the original script it was came up with on the set by Sam Furstenberg the guy who's the director wow yep huh yep bold move and it was Shokazuki who came up with the idea for his character to wear an eye patch another bold move he's like he probably said something like don't you guys think that people are gonna notice that I was in the other one and it was this movie was shot in nine weeks holy fuck it shows and apparently there was a shot of a spinning head had been cut out in order to avoid an X rating from the MPAA. Like her head spinning around. Uh, like Exorcist style. Boy, that, that'll that get you an R rating? Apparently, it would have got you an X rating, apparently. Oh, X rating. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, that, that doesn't seem... That game Bouncer was never released. Wow. The arcade machine in Christie's apartment is a prototype of the game Bouncer by Entertainment Sciences. Due to financial difficulties, the game was never widely released. So wow, there might I bet be that's a, a rarity. Then. Yeah, there's some rare. Imagine know, how much one of those cabinets go for. Oh, I'm sure. I'm. If, I mean, I wonder how many even actually exist. exist. So yeah, I don't know. I like this guy's review on IMDb. Best movie ever made? I think yes. Wow, I never seen nor heard of this film. It just came on on TV at 2 a.m. and I'm in the complete awe. Set up a bunch of rich, fat cats are out golfing. One knocks a ball into the rough. It lands by a ninja. A tuxedoed <laughs> man walks over to the ball, pick up the ball. Ninja grabs it, crushes it in his hand. Pulls man pulls gun. Ninja pull, blow, pulls blowgun. Ninja blow darts into gun a barrel or into the barrel of the gun. Gun explodes. This is just the beginning of greatness, people. Everyone must see this movie. Ten big old fart fat stars from Trusty. This guy was all pumped about the first yeah, five minutes of the movie. Well, and to his credit, that is the first. It's. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm back. I like some of these titles. Saying, Brilliant trash. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Real ultimate power. 
For a guy with a hairy back, he sure takes his shirt off a lot. <laughs> so good, it's classic. From the man behind Breaking 2. Same director, so that's pretty interesting. Greatest ninja film ever. I bet if this movie was a half hour or 45 minutes, I would have liked it a lot more. That's my review. These people are saying best ninja film ever. Well... One of the best bad movies ever. It was a pretty good bad movie. I'll agree. I liked it. I liked it. Here's how you know that it's probably a good bad movie. This movie makes me feel like having a V8. (laughs) If you know it's a good bad B movie, if I hate it, probably. (laughs) That's like, then you know it's really good. (laughs) Uh, They even mentioned another B movie, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. They mentioned that in the movie when they're going to the gym. They're calling that a B movie? I'd say that's a B movie for sure. That's like more, that's like the ultimate B movie, yeah, right? But it's like it's like the ultimate it's cult like, classic. You know, but weren't they trying to be? I don't know. Like, yeah, but it wasn't this try. Isn't this trying to be too? No, I thought this. Was I don't a think this. I don't think, I don't think anyone's taking this seriously when making this movie. I uh, I don't know. There's too much goofiness. It's too much. Maybe that was part of my mindset. I was. I thought there was some sincerity. Like you, you, to this movie. you can't do that going no. into some of these movies. Certain ones you can definitely tell when they're being serious. Yeah. But other ones, I don't know. Even those, I just go into with a light heart. Like, all right, this is gonna be silly. This is gonna be absurd. Yeah. I already know insane things. And are I'm going happen. into it lighthearted too. But I don't know. Maybe it's my attention span. Maybe it's just my opinion on stuff. Maybe I'm bad at watching movies. You're just terrible at watching movies, which you shouldn't be on a. Movie podcast. If <laughs> I quit. I quit. So uh, next week, though, uh, this will come out the week, uh, the not this episode, but the next episode, will come out the same week as Christmas. So we are going to do a Christmas movie. We're going to do a TV movie. We've done a few in the past. This time, Christmas Bounty from 2014, starring... The Miz, WWE's The Miz. This Michael is only Hussain. this is only like a fifty minute movie, maybe at most sixty minutes tops. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, ABC Family movie, so I'm sure that's wonderful. Uh, a former bounty hunter turns into an elementary school teacher, determined to have a normal life and keep her bounty hunter past a secret. She reluctantly turns returns home for Christmas to help save the family business by catching that one bounty that got away. When her fiancé follows her home for the holiday, she struggles to hide her wild family business and a bounty hunter ex-boyfriend she thought she'd left behind. I'm assuming The Miz plays the bounty hunter ex-boyfriend. You are assuming correctly. I've seen some of this. It's pretty bad. But you know what, B-movie watchers? Watch it. It's of the season. It's the holiday. Well, here's some review titles. Bland, even by Hollywood TV movie standards. Oof. Ridiculously stupid. A different kind of Christmas movie. This was a big Miz take. Ah. Not the worst thing ever made. Okay. <laughs> Eye candy for both the girls and gals. The fuck is that one? Yikes. <laughs> Pop your bowl of popcorn or have a pizza delivered for this film. Yeah, it's, a, it's good, like... I don't know. There's bad stuff, but this is going to be bad. It's going to be bad, trust I'm me. I'm going to probably like, hate, like, you hated like, this. You I, know I what hated, this movie's going to be this. great for? Here's what you do, people. I can't suggest this more because this would be the perfect setting for you. Watch this on a Saturday morning. Go out Friday. Wait, Ninja 3? No. <laughs> Christmas Bounty. Go out Friday, 
drink and be hungover as shit and watch this movie in the morning, it's going to be great. It'll be the perfect movie to watch. I think you're really morning. overselling this movie. You're overselling it. Well, maybe I'm just a big Miz fan. That's unfortunate. Because <laughs> uh, that shouldn't be a thing in uh, in acting. When, during when acting is is uh, part of a thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I like I said, I have seen some of it. It is a real stinker. Hopefully, I can make it through this so. time, but. Make it. Th- I think you need to uh, maybe watch these movies. Maybe not so late at night. Not so late at night. Yeah, and because uh, there's a lot of other, there's gonna be a lot of other stinkers. In, oh yeah. involved. So and bring them on. I'm ready. I'm up for the challenge. Either way. So, well, for B movie breakdown, I'm Corey and I'm Sam. And see you next week. Bye bye. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best.